Welcome back, everybody, to Discipleship, the Great Adventure Podcast. My name is Dave Burr, along with my co-host, Dave LaMasters. And today we have a special guest, my buddy, Pastor Judy Johnston. And so, uh, Judy, thank you for being here. It is a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. And uh, today we're going to be talking about worship, one of my favorite subjects. So I just want to start off by saying or asking, what is worship to you? Isn't that the million-dollar question? Mm-hmm. Boy, if we could answer that, oh, we'd have it made. Right. What is worship? Well, I want to turn it back to you. What is it? What is it to me? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of things. Um, for me, I think it's an opportunity to tell God how much I appreciate him, thank him for all the things that he's blessed me with throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever, an opportunity just to give back to to God and just show my thankfulness, I think. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah. To have the opportunity in our faith to be able to tell God how much we love him, the different avenues that he's given us to do that with. Yeah. I think um, worship is an enigma to most people. They understand it in context with their experiences. Like, they go to a conservative church, so worship is more passive, passive, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe a little bit more staid, a little bit less Mm free-flowing. We sing three hymns. That's the church I grew up in. Mm -hmm. So if we're from a conservative church, worship will look much different than, say, a more charismatic church where... It's probably louder, a mm-hmm. little bit more freewheeling. Mm-hmm. There might be meditative singing. There might be repeating a line, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 times just yep. to let it sink in. But uh, God has prescribed ways that he likes us to worship. Hmm. And it makes sense to me. Why wouldn't he? You yeah. know, why wouldn't he? Um, the English language is rather uh, restrictive, I would say, in... We've got the word praise, we have blessing, we have worship, we have singing. But in the Hebrew language, for instance, there are multiple words that they use for that word praise Hmm. that gives us a more in-depth picture of what Jesus is or God is talking about when he says what we read is praise me or Hmm. I will praise you. Yeah. So I brought a psalm that's really familiar to all of us, and I just thought I would um, read it and then give you what the Hebrew word for the word praise or bless is. That'd be awesome. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. So that first, make a joyful noise to the Lord. What do you get in your head when you hear that? Yeah, I I think of a festive atmosphere. I think of people uh, singing People playing instruments, praising God with whatever they have. Uh, that's Yeah, I get that picture too. Um, that word, though, is actually trans... I mean, from the original Hebrew, is mm-hmm. ruha, 
which translates to battle cry. Hmm. So a battle cry, raise the alarm, sound the alarm, draw all people, make a declaration. We're going to battle. Hmm. And that gives me the impression that worship is warfare. Yeah. You know, worship go- goes in and it gets things done that we can't get done in and of ourselves. But we raise that alarm. We call all people, all right, grab your shields, grab your weapons, whether that's tambourines yeah. or your hand clapping or your voice. We're going to do some business here. We're going to get some stuff done. Kind of like Braveheart with tambourines. And, there you uh, go. <laughs> well, you mentioned that, and the picture came to mind is um, Jericho. Oh, there you what go. What did they do? They, they, circled. Oh, yeah. they circled and they blew trumpets and they banged on their so, drums. Yeah. You know? Yep. And the walls that came tumbling down. Yeah. Right. Not, and not one of their lives was lost. Exactly. I no. mean, that's pretty important to remember, too. Yep. And who did they send out to battle first? They sent out the worshipers because they were that's preparing right. the atmosphere. They Isn't were preparing the way. Um, yeah, when I first became a worship leader, I thought, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but it pre- prepares the way. Um, I have a friend whose daughter, three years old, this is, gosh, probably 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and they went into Taco Bell for um, a snack or something, and the atmosphere in that place, there was only one other couple there, a son and his mom, Mm. and the son was being icky. I mean, he was just rude, disrespectful, yelling at his mom, being very unpleasant, Mm. and uh, Chelsea, the little girl, she starts singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. <laughs> and you know how three-year-olds are totally uninhibited? Right, right. Oh, my gosh, she was singing loud. She'd look right at him. And <laughs> she was singing, Jesus loves me. And my friend said it was amazing how the atmosphere just shifted 180 completely degrees. Yeah. Completely Yeah. And Chelsea didn't stop singing when she got her food. I mean, she'd start to eat, and then she'd sing a little bit more and eat. And by that time, the son, his demeanor changed. He was peaceful. I mean, I'm sure there was still stuff going on in his heart, but he was peaceful. And so I think, man, worship is warfare. It gets stuff done. Mm -hmm. But it's also what you said before. It's, um, It's not passive. Yeah, worship as a tool. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay, so into his courts with praise. That is the word tehillah. Hmm. Now, picture this. You've got people all gathered together. um, The direct translation is to shoot, to take aim. Hmm. So it's very focused to like shoot an arrow, to make confession. But it's a corporate um, manifestation of that. So we've got our people all gathered together. Together, there's unity, which is really hard. When people, when God's people are in unity, it is really hard for Satan to get at you. Right. It's so much harder because I might be weak, but if you're standing next to me or the other Dave or Cheryl, you know, Mm -hmm. I've I've got protection, you Mm -hmm. know. They might be able to get to me, but they have to get through you first, you know? Yeah. Um, But together, we're shooting an arrow. We're shooting it straight at God of our thankfulness. It's sacrificial praise. Yeah. Oh, I get so excited when I think about this. Yeah, very cool. But 
English has translated it to praise. Yeah. And if it's just praise um, without the qualifiers, then you're left to determine what that definition of praise looks like. Yep. Or our definition of praise may be the same time after time, where in reality, it has it's many different. different <laughs> yeah. Oh my Many gosh, different so applications. Um, so that is tequila. But there's another word that's so fun, and that's halal. So halal means to boast foolishly, okay. to act like a madman, to make a show, to flash lights. So hmm. I get this um, totally different. But that word is translated as praise. So it's such a different picture. It's no such a more specified picture than just what praise is. Yeah. And I'm not saying like you're judged if you don't know what the word means and you're praising, you know, that it's your commitment of your heart. You know, I don't want anybody to feel like, oh man, so God hasn't heard any of my praises. <laughs> not true. <laughs> but it just uh, gives you a deeper, richer understanding. Yeah. Oh, the picture I get in my, in my head with that description is David bringing the Ark of the Covenant into yes. the temple. Yes. Because he was like throwing off his clothes and dancing like a madman. And right. that was not done. In no. That, back in <laughs> no, that it wasn't. The, the, the form of worship back in the Old Testament days was very strict and very conservative, if you will. And uh, what David did was totally opposite. And I think from that point on, I think David changed the terms of worship. What it meant. Yeah. And how it could look. And was totally acceptable right. to God. You mentioned David. I just want to kind of give you the comparison of before and after, after David did that. Right? Okay. So yeah. in the tabernacle of Moses, there was no singing, no music, no recording, no thanksgiving, no clapping, no shouting, no dancing, <laughs> no lifting hands, no access to the ark. Animals were sacrificed. Uh, and there was natural sacrifices. However... Not the festive time we were just talking about. <laughs> no, it was not at all. But here's the party man. Okay, so in the tabernacle of David, singing, singer with singing, instruments and music, recording the psalms, sacrifice of thanksgiving, clapping to the Lord, shouts of joy, dancing mm -hmm. before the Lord, mm -hmm. lifting of hands, all Levites before the ark, no animal sacrifices spiritual sacrifices right. yeah so my brain goes to when they talk about a sacrifice of praise sometimes it is a sacrifice to praise god i think yeah. of people who have lost a spouse or lost a child yeah that is still a time to give praise not for what's happened but in offering that praise that is a sacrifice mm. it can be i can't even imagine and god gives yeah. you grace i'm not saying you're spouse dies then you just immediately start jumping around and dancing i'm not saying that right but that could be an example mm. of a sacrifice of praise to still give thanks to god for yeah. who he is so i did something <coughs> and i did it based on what you said dave that uh alleluia is only in revelation but uh in, in scripture and that but there are Recordings, Alleluia and Hallelujah. That word is um, translated the same. I, I looked up maybe five or eight different languages. Hmm. 
it's the same throughout. So mm. when we use the word alleluia or hallelujah, we are using that same word made through the test of time, mm. um, a praise to God. Yeah. We're all, we're using the exact yeah. same words that they used back then. Very cool. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Dave. That's a... We talked about, I just kind of want to add, we talked about Tehillah and we talked about Hillel. Yeah. Um, so Tehillah is the praise that is heard. That would be the telltale mark of Tehillah. Hillel is praise that is seen. You know, it's a physical demonstration. Oh, okay, okay. And we've got, they have words you spoke about with instruments. Mm-hmm. There is a word that is uh, zamar, which is totally used for instrumentation of praise. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, there's another word that is strictly clapping hands. Mm-hmm. But again, those words are all translated to praise. And and those are all forms of worship. Yes, they so are. Singing is not the only form of worship. No, not by, at all. By far. By you know, far. Yeah. So there are people who are uncomfortable with the worship aspect of a service. But like we said before, it's, I believe it's very scriptural to have worship lead the service. Mm-hmm. I mean, worship led the battalions, yeah. you know, the soldiers. So why would it not lead worship, right? right? I mean, the service. But some people are uncomfortable. They could be uncomfortable because maybe... The worship band isn't very good. (laughs) Not true at our church, but perhaps it could be because um, the music is too loud. Some people, you know, if you were wearing a hearing aid and you get that loud noise and Mm -hmm. it's just at the right frequency, it's killer. It could be piercing. It can be. Yeah. You know, that's hard. So when when I've referenced making a loud noise, doing a battle cry, I'm speaking of vocally. Mm -hmm. They didn't have amps. Right. Back in the day, you know, <laughs> I mean, but like Jesus was very, when he sat in the boat and gave his sermon, you know, on the Mount, I've been there and the way the physical geographical uh, formation made amplification yeah. natural, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so. There's quite an auditorium. Right. Yeah. But I just want to say, God doesn't judge you on your vocal ability or your musicality, but he wants to see that your heart is devoted to him and that you are willing to give whatever sacrifice, maybe it's getting up earlier or whatever, but in order to get to corporate worship, because God is all about the bride. He's all about the body, Mm -hmm. building unity and embracing each other. Yeah. You've talked about some folks that may not want to come in for the worship part Mm -hmm. and and maybe because they're self-conscious and they think they don't sound good. Right. But there are so many forms of worship. Singing is just one of those things. Clapping is right. a form of worship. Raising your hands yes. is a form of worship. Playing an instrument is yes. a form of, of worship. And about doing your job well. I mean uh, yeah. that is another that is another demonstration of worshiping God you want to mm-hmm. do. It's not quite within the context of what we're speaking of today. Mm-hmm. But I mention it only because if somebody isn't musically inclined at all, like I love my brother to death, he can't carry a tune, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. save a soul. Right. And <laughs> yet he's, you know, he's present at his every church's worship service because yeah. he understands the importance of being part of that corporate experience. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to mention also is 
again, what worship is. And and it's not a passive Right. It is not passive thing. You're engaged. When you're worshiping, you should be engaged. Yes. And so here's a couple of Bible verses that, that talk about that. Psalm 51:15 says to unseal my lips. Psalm 63:5 talks about joy. Psalm 66:8 talks about singing loudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm 71:8 is declaring your glory. Psalm 109, verse 30 is about repeated thanks. Mm-hmm. And uh, Psalm 145, 21 is about blessing his holy name. Yes. Um, these are all incredible things. They are. You know, that we should be shouting, as yes. you mentioned. Right. And I would say every one of those worship expressions that you just mentioned have to do with Thanksgiving. You can't have, in my opinion, you cannot have worship to God without Thanksgiving. Yeah. Why are you worshiping if you're not grateful or thankful for what he's done what's, what's or doing? Point? Right. Yeah. What is the point? Yeah. It's not a show. I think you mentioned, you know, being on a worship team. You're not on there for yourself. And in fact, you're not even there to be seen. You're right. there to point to God, to draw people in. You're doing the battle cry. You're leading the charge. But you're not going in alone. Everyone's going with you. Yeah. I went to a service once. I organized a conference, and we had a guest uh, musician come in, a well-known singer of the time. And uh, he said he had had a recent revelation, and it humbled him so much that he did not feel worthy of standing there facing the group. So he turned around, and he faced. There was a cross, because you're in a mm-hmm. church. You know, there's a cross. So yeah. he turned around, and he led worship facing the cross. Wow. And it was powerful. It was also a little bit distracting because people <laughs> weren't used to that. Yeah. You know, that was a whole shift in thinking for yeah. them. Yeah. But um, I appreciated that he he responded in a way that he felt honored that um, revelation God had given him. Mm-hmm. And can we do that? I mean, can yeah. we do that? I know. <laughs> we should be able to. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it goes back to what you uh, kind of originally started off. We all have our uh, biases, <laughs> our biases that have been brought up through our culture. Mm-hmm. If we grew up in a church that did things differently, right, then the church you walk into is like this is not. I'm not comfortable with this because it's not what I'm used to. Right. You know. Yeah. But so, what do you do when the Bible tells you one thing and tradition tells you something else? Are you brave? Can yeah. you do it? Can you step out? Are you going by yourself? Or are you going with mm-hmm. uh, God? You yeah. Know? It doesn't seem like a hard question. No. But man, is it ever? Right. You know, and, and just because we are conditioned to think should only be a certain way. And I think that that's so important in just a lot of our aspects, especially when we're talking about discipleship and we want to follow God. We want to follow Jesus as our example. And what he did was so rebellious uh, of the times. Oh, sure. You I know? see what you're saying. Yeah. You were, you're not talking about rebelling against God. No, you no, no. About, yeah. Rebelling against the norm. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And so are we willing to do that today in our, in our churches? Are we willing to be rebellious enough to follow what the Bible says? Yes. But I'm going to give a caveat to that. Okay. 
because uh, rebellious is a passionate word, mm-hmm. and it comes with attachments. You know, it mm. comes with responses. Yeah. And you're really, you only know what you know. So this is a great start to give people the opportunity. And I'll give people, if anybody wants a list of some of the different definitions. I mean, I only touched on maybe three or mm-hmm. four of them. Yeah. But um, if you're responding as you know, that's good. I mean, I said it earlier, God isn't up there judging and saying. Right. You know. Totally. And it takes it takes a village. It takes a whole church. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's what I feel like in in and, our and church. change doesn't happen overnight. No, it, it, it doesn't. Takes time. It doesn't, and yeah. it does take time. Yeah. And what one person is comfortable with, maybe another person isn't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you said, it takes time to see. Oh, well, I guess I can raise my hands. Mm-hmm. Like I will. My husband loves God. He loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. He does. But it took him a while to become because his experience was within a church that didn't raise their hands. Right. So just that simple act was a, uh, it was a step of faith, but it was a growth step. It can be monumentous. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, God just honors that. Yeah. Are you stepping out of your comfort zone just a little? Yeah. Well, like we talked about, are you uh, maybe clapping? Yeah. You know? Right. You've never felt okay to clap. Right. And so maybe that's your, maybe that's your next goal. Or your next step is, I'm going to clap. Or dance. You can dance in your seat. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just move to the music. Mm -hmm. And like David did, let it just overflow as a bodily expression. I mean, don't take anyone out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't swing your arms too far if you have a neighbor. (laughs) You know, but (laughs) the other thing that would be a big step, I think, and I'm not saying... Every church has to do this. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But um, like flag, you know, dancing with flags or swinging flags, you know, there are flag etiquette rules that need to be followed if that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing because you don't want to hurt somebody with your expression. Yeah. That's very interesting you brought that up because if I go back in my history X amount of years, that would have freaked me out. Oh, sure. You know? It's like, sure. what are these people doing up there? And since then, I've I've listened to interviews who people have a flag ministry. Yes. And it's like, oh my goodness. But just it's, to it's, have that revelation that it's okay. Yeah. And so are we open to things like that? Because that is an outlet for some people sitting out there in the congregation that are looking for a way to participate. Right. That may not exist. And they're they're waiting for an opportunity like that. And right. that is a that's a form of worship. It is a form of worship. And when you're introducing an expression of worship that is new, you know, there's certain protocols that you need to follow yeah. out of respect for the leadership of your church. Yeah. So if somebody has a burning desire uh, to dance with flags, then they would need to go, I would believe, to their lead pastor to say, what do you think about this? And to come yeah. humbly and respectfully, mm-hmm. yeah. not say that, well, God told me to do this. Because then it becomes about you when whatever expression of worship is supposed to be about God. Yeah, Does that make sense? It does. And, you know, the typical worship band today didn't just happen. 
I grew up in a church that was had a huge pipe organ. Oh, I bet that, that was awesome. It was. <laughs> but that was it, you know. <laughs> oh, there was a, yeah. Yeah. So before there's an electric guitar on stage, there's an acoustic guitar, you know. Right. And that, that introduced a guitar on stage, you right. know. And then maybe there was two guitars, and then maybe there was an amp. There was a bass guitar, then there was drums, and it, and it led to, right. you know, where we are today, if you will. But it didn't start that way. No. It, 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 so same thing with flag waving or uh, even dance, interpretive dance, and things like that. Those are all forms of worship that get a start somewhere yeah. and, and become part of the worship right. scene. I think um, to bring it back on a personal level, if a person is asking themselves, what can I do to enhance my worship? How can I grow my worship? My first response would be, do it every day. You know, at put home. on, yeah, at home. Yeah, I've seen that turn, same thing. Turn yeah. on a worship CD, or if you have Alexa, you know, ask Alexa <laughs> and or Siri or whoever it is. <laughs> but, and like right now is a great time to start because. There are a lot of great Christian Christmas, Hmm. not necessarily carols, Mm -hmm. but Christian Christmas worship songs. The Birth of a King by Tommy Prophet. He's brought a whole bunch of different um, singers together to sing songs that they carry the weight of worship on them. And, you know, it's just a great time to start that. But start off your day. Or maybe end your day, you yeah. know, whether it's whenever it is. But yeah. I would say start worshiping. You know, there's a there's a term that's used many times in the Psalms and Isaiah and even Revelation about singing a new song. Right. Singing a new song. And, you know, there are the book of Psalms. The Psalms, is the, a lot of those were, were songs that were right. written by David and other folks. There are hymns that if you grew up in a traditional church that you probably are aware of what those are. Mm -hmm. But then there's something called a new song. Yes. And to me, that is something anybody can do. Like you mentioned, when you're at home, I could just sing something I'm thankful for. You know, you can. Yeah. You can. And that's that's, that's my new song that I'm telling God this is what my experience is and I'm thankful for whatever that is and it's it's my new song it's going to be different than your my new, new song. song yeah if you were to do that every day and how hard I mean in the shower maybe you take a shower every day mm-hmm. so in the shower you can mm-hmm. sing I would just give you the challenge or the expectation to see how your relationship that intimate part of your relationship with God deepens and changes. We have the privilege and the honor. I just love this so much. I'm so blessed. We get to watch our granddaughters two days a week. They're four and two. <laughs> I've encouraged them to sing songs, and they will sing, you know. And yeah. Ellie, she's the four-year-old. She'll sing about, oh, God, if you hit somebody in the face, you should ask <laughs> forgiveness. Because you'll forgive them, you know. But what was funny, uh, she's singing this in the car, and it was so funny to me because earlier that day, she hit her sister in the face, and I told her she needed to ask forgiveness mm-hmm. and uh, so she could be set free from that burden, yeah. you know. But she played that out <laughs> on her own, mm-hmm. you know. 
she will s make up songs about things she's like she's not crazy about spiders so she made up a song about spiders yeah. and you know it's just that is an exercise in learning how to worship yeah you know well it's very cool and it's something as i mentioned anybody can do anytime anytime anywhere, anywhere. yeah and nobody has to listen to your voice if you don't think you have a good voice you can just belt it out in your own voice and uh and god hears it just as well as just as much as anybody else right and uh so very cool yeah well this has been fun yeah has been well thank you you're welcome thank you for yeah. asking me pastor judy my buddy i just <laughs> uh, appreciate you being here and uh i'd love to have you back sometime too on another subject so sure that'd let's, be great. Uh, let's see what we can do there sure so thanks again everybody for listening to discipleship the great adventure podcast we appreciate you so much and we look forward to seeing you on the next one take care god bless